0: Welcome to A Lawyer's Guide to the Galaxy, a podcast about geek culture by lawyers with your hosts, Ben Siders and Kirk Tayman. Hi, folks. Ben here from A Lawyer's Guide to the Galaxy. We are still working to bring you content, and I've got four Edamame episodes that Kirk is working on. Uh, This is actually the first one he sent me, but it will probably be the third one we release in terms of the chronology, so um, I'm recording this before I've received the others, and you'll probably listen to those before you listen to this one if I do this right. This one is about the Disney Plus show Rebels, which I have not seen yet, so uh, I'm not going to listen to this because I don't want there to be any spoilers, but... So we're just trying to get uh, some easy content out to you while we're still working on schedules to get together to record more of our traditional content, but we did want to get uh, something to you at least. Kirk put these together, and I may also sprinkle in some content here as time permits. In the meantime, please enjoy Kirk's take on Rebels. Okay, we're on to another new recording. Here you guys, back for another Edamame episode. I'm talking about Star Wars again, because I always talk about Star Wars. No, really. uh, I'm actually recording this right after talking about the Bad Batch, and I'm going to talk about the other show we're watching, which is Rebels. Um, So we're cycling and literally watching both the Bad Batch and Rebels simultaneously, um, which is an interesting uh, sort of clash, because as I mentioned in the last episode, Bad Batch is an exploration into the formation of the Empire, Um, and you know, that's sort of its setting, um, for those of you who didn't, may not have got the thing or may have cut out the Bad Batch because, uh, you, you haven't seen it yet. Uh, basically what I said in conjunction with the Bad Batch episode is while I didn't like the Bad Batch in the Clone Wars, I've actually incredibly enjoyed the Bad Batch as a show on its own. It feels much better made, um, and it's, it's really exploring an interesting portion of the, the world in the Star Wars universe around the formation of the Empire. Counter to that, and definitely what we have, Rebels is the formation of the Rebellion. Um, And so, you know, we're seeing Rebels around the formation of the Rebellion. Now, we have just started it. I know a lot of people have probably watched all of Rebels. Uh, We're not even through the first season yet uh, in the course of sort of, you know, watching Rebels. But it was a show that, again, when I first started watching and I watched the first few episodes, I was really kind of like, is this going to work? You know, do we really need these characters? My real concern with it is how much of this is going to be too much. Just sort of, we need the Jedi to constantly be, you know, the, the character of interest, so to speak. Um, which is my one complaint a lot of times in Star Wars is that everybody wants to be a Jedi. Um, I joke about it because uh, there was a comic strip I uh, I used to read an online comic strip. Uh, it's probably still up. Uh, called multiplex if you have not read it i would recommend it he's also done a multiplex animated movie which is really good Um, it's a short but it is really good and i would recommend watching it so definitely check out multiplex but one of the things he did uh he did a kickstarter to do some printed versions of it the um the the comic is obviously set in a multiplex um with the the teenagers that run the movies and everything along those lines who are big movie fans i got to know the creator of it i think he's a very talented man um and I really love his stuff. I had him do a couple uh, things for it. I have appeared in the comic repeatedly, uh, so you may see me at various points in time appearing in the comic. Um, for those of you who do it, the, the primary place I appear, I do appear as a zombie. In his zombie movie, um, I am impaled upon a uh, one of the um the velvet ropes so if you were looking for me you'll find me there um, he has he warned all of us who wanted to do the zombie things you would all die in horrible ways uh, the other one i appear as is i appear in the audience um for the opening of star wars because he actually does the idea that they have the opening of star wars and he did the kickstarter uh, people appear in the audience uh, if you donate at certain levels you appear in costume um as uh, a fan I noted that of the people who appear as the fans, I believe I am the only person who is not a Jedi. I appear as Han Solo, action figure Hoth version. Um, specifically, action figure Hoth, for those of you who know it, because in the movie, uh, his his uniform is brown. Uh, in the action figure, his uniform is blue. I purposely wanted the blue uniform, action figure Hoth um or uh, Han Solo as the action figure, was one of my favorite action figures as a kid. I actually had three of them. And that's part of the reason I liked it. I just happened to keep acquiring them, not necessarily intentionally. Um, But I I wanted to appear as that action figure just for that reason. But it stunned me when I saw it that I was one of, essentially, the only people uh, that did not appear as a Jedi. Um, And I think that that says a little bit about the Star Wars universe and the fact that, unfortunately, the Star Wars universe, everybody sort of associates with the Jedi. They don't necessarily associate with the other characters, which I think is a bit unfortunate because a lot of the other characters are uh, very interesting characters. You know, Han Solo is a great character. Princess Leia is a great character. Lando Calrissian is a great character. Um, And, you know, we don't necessarily have to have uh, the Jedis be the, the sole focus of everything. I think it's the same way as a lot of the fans, as people have commented about love, General Tarkin. Um, you know, even more, even in some sense, more so than Vader, particularly as their appearance in the, um, a new hope. But it's one of those things where I think we, you know, we, we need to get away from Jedi a little bit. And that was my immediate take in conjunction with rebels is do we really have to have another focus on Jedi, another master and apprentice, another sort of coming of age learning story, really? Yeah. Uh, and that was my take when it started off. I am actually really enjoying Rebels, um, and I'm surprised at how much I'm enjoying Rebels. Again, what I'm enjoying about it is seeing a bit of the formation of the Empire. At this point in time, obviously, the Empire is pretty well established because we have this being the formation of the Rebellion, but the idea of where is the Rebellion coming from, uh, what causes it, and it feeling like a true grassroots movement, which is kind of neat in the way it's done. The other thing I like about the way they've done Rebels is the Rebellion is dangerous, Like, they make it very clear that it is dangerous to be part of the Rebellion and to be sort of this beginning part of the Rebellion. And the Empire is powerful. Um, That's one of the things I think they've done that's just uh, sort of a really cool setup. Um, With it, I like the idea of the introduction of the Inquisitor, um, or Inquisitors, I should probably more accurately say. um, With the idea that there are these, you know, members of the Empire that Darth Vader has created who aren't really Sith. Not necessarily apprentices, but are designed to hunt Jedi and behave in many respects like Sith. Um, But I like the idea of the power dynamic there of like Vader doesn't necessarily want an apprentice. Um, you know, he, it's more the idea that he he wants you know these tools that he can use to his disposal, uh, and obviously part of the reason Vader wouldn't want an apprentice is you know there can only be two Sith, um, and the Emperor is obviously you know his master, and so he can't necessarily have an apprentice. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those things that has been it, it does a very good job uh, in its its methodology of introduction. I have enjoyed Rebels, um, and it surprised me how much I've liked the characters. I was a little worried as to where the characters going to clash with what we've seen from sort of later presentations of them. You know, obviously one of the people we've seen it is a Mandalorian. Um, but she doesn't seem to necessarily clash with what we've seen in conjunction with the with a future Mandalorians like in The Mandalorian, um, and even the the stuff in Clone Wars, which obviously came before, um, you know, Rebels in the time that it was made. Um, but at the same time, she's not a, a stereotypical Mandalorian. You, you, it's clear she's kind of a bit of a rebel. Uh, pardon the pun. Um, and. <laughs> And, and one of those things with it. But I have really enjoyed um, watching Rebels, and it's surprised me. Um, about the only thing I can say I don't particularly like about Rebels is that the, the animation style is not quite my thing. I've enjoyed some of the other animation... Um, a little bit more in some of the animation styles, and I don't know exactly what it is. I think it's brighter. I think that's the thing with it. Um, and to me, it's it Star Wars is a little bit more of a of a grim dark universe. Um, it's not Blade Runner by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I think it does have a bit of that. Um, you know, sort of it definitely has a Western feel, um, which has a gritty, dusty uh, type of feel. I think they have done an incredibly good job of preserving that in The Mandalorian. Um, I think they've done a great job of preserving that. The Bad Batch, we talked about earlier. Uh, this, to me, Rebels seems a little too bright. I mean, Clone Wars was also bright, but Clone Wars was sort of at a happy point uh, in the Republic, so to speak. So, I think we've definitely seen some stuff there that is um, is different from it, and so it's, it, you know, it, that type of thing with it. What I have enjoyed about it is I have enjoyed the exploration of... Parts of the, the lore, particularly of the Jedi lore, that are discussed in the Clone Wars and our sort of background to the movies and things that i think fans have kind of always accepted but have not been explored the perfect example i talk about here is the jedi temple um when they go and find the sort of abandoned jedi temple and the idea of how is it that rebels are making lightsabers that you have these idea that there are still jedi out there there are ones that were not captured um which helped found the rebellion um the real idea that there are probably more Jedi even than Luke, you know, we have the the introduction of Luke, him being sort of the, the concept of being the last Jedi um, uh, in Star Wars and that kind of being the thing that he is the sort of last person. He's just the – in some sense, you're getting the person he's just the most important Uh, because of who he is whereas there are more um, at least the beginning of the rebellion there are probably more uh, during the original trilogy arc you get the impression there may be more jedi out there that are kind of fighting private battles maybe their own things Um, the the nice thing about that and the things i think that definitely you know introduces is it makes the the existence of ahsoka you know much more reasonable um, you know, in the idea that Ahsoka is still out there. There are other Jedi out there. And she even says in conjunction with the Mandalorian, there are so few of us left now. So not the idea that that Luke is the only one, but there are still more. The things that I like about that is it allows for the idea of exactly how does Luke improve his powers? Um, you know, could he have had a mentor? It also introduces the, you know, hey, the, the fact that, you know, he's got this school um, for for Jedi in the sequels. You know, again, there are Jedi out there. Um, we have seen the scene, um, you know, where we have the uh, the young boy um, on the, the casino planet, the casino planet, and the um, the war suppliers uh, in conjunction with it with the idea that, you know, is clearly, you know, using the Force, and we have Jedi. So the thing that I kind of liked about it is the idea that, you know, the Jedi Temple, even in the prequels and in what they present as sort of, you know, things in the Republic... Was not all the Jedi like there are Jedi still out there that may not necessarily know what they are, um, that you know, even to the extent as we're talking about sort of the, the period of rebellion, the original movies, rebels, sort of things like that. Um, they are the you know they are out there. They they they're even being trained as Jedi by other Jedi. We had this kind of wandering knight uh, type of feel being introduced much more so than, again, sort of Luke being the lone hero. He's the last of the Jedi. He's this incredible thing. It's more the, he's the lone hero because he's the son of Anakin, not because he's the only Jedi. Um, And, you know, and Anakin being who he is uh, in Darth Vader becomes a central focus of the Empire, and therefore we have uh, Luke being, you know, what he can be. So uh, that's one of the things I, I have kind of enjoyed about it. I've also really kind of enjoyed the idea of, you know, lightsabers being personal, and what does it mean to build a lightsaber, um, and and how do you pick what lightsaber to build? So, I've really kind of enjoyed that um, aspect of it, in the fact that. You know, our main character's lightsaber is is completely different from everything else we've seen. I mean, I love the fact that it incorporates a blaster. I mean, I just think that's kind of a a great concept, um, you know, as to what they have with it. It looks nothing like um, any of the other lightsabers that we've seen out there, uh, other than the fact that, you know, it has a sword handle. Um, But, yeah, it's it's those kind of things of what I've enjoyed about Rebels. Um, And, again, I've enjoyed the idea of the foundation of the Rebellion, seeing, again, sort of earlier days of the Empire, um, but now we're really seeing the Empire sort of almost at the height of its power. You know, they're obviously at this point in time building the Death Star, um, or presumably, you know, building and designing the Death Star. We have, you know, the events of Rogue One, um, you know, still to come. And so, it, again, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you really have this idea of how do you fight back against this extreme power, um, that that knows everything that has everything, and you know part of the reason they they get away with it and they fight back against it is it's it's a big bureaucracy. Um, you know it can't necessarily be everywhere at once. You don't necessarily have every commander being completely competent. You don't necessarily have every commander being entirely on board. Um, you know, and that kind of thing, uh, being cool. Uh, the other thing I've actually enjoyed, and it's it's a thing across it. It's, it's not so much Rebels, but it just struck me as to one of the things I've enjoyed across all of these shows, is the ideas of junk planets. We're starting to get much more of this idea that there are like literally planets that are just junkyards um, of stuff. It's something we appear in the Mandalorian. It appears in the Bad Batch. Um, I believe we've had one appear in Rebels. I am trying to remember if that was uh, in the particular Rebels show that I am thinking back of. Uh, but I am actually kind of appreciating that as a uh, as a thing for it is it's the the idea that these things exist and that they're important. Um, we had one of Clone Wars too, um, and you know the, the, the Empire produces just in a lot of trash. Uh, and again, sort of some of the the daily, you know, back to back things of the idea of just this: what does it mean when you talk about the idea that you have, you know, life in the in the Empire, in the um, Republic, in the Rebellion, whatever you want to say? That's just on this enormous scale. Um, you know, the fact that there are planets dedicated to things like being junk heaps. Um, because, you know, we need some place to put it. So, yeah, that's sort of been my take of it. I'm not going to go into as much of of Rebels. We haven't watched uh, uh, Rebels as much recently. We've been watching more Bad Batch uh, recently to get caught up. Um, But, again, I just wanted to sort of comment about it. I've I've enjoyed Rebels. It's been an interesting show to me, and it'll be interesting um, to see where it goes from here. So, anyway, I'm going to leave you with that. Um again, sort of sci-fi review episode. I know people are not as fond of these uh, as they are some of our, you know, more legal episodes, but it's one I've wanted to do these too, just because of what it is um, and talk about it. And we'll see where it goes from there. So anyway, that's me signing off. And hopefully then the next time you hear from me, she'll hear from both of us. I'll talk to you soon. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of nor are they endorsed by Lewis Rice LLC, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. This podcast was produced and recorded in St. Louis, Missouri.